next on MLR Weekly, American success story, Cam Davidowitz of the New England Free Jacks, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News with a preview of what's ahead and a rapid recap before we get to John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning with his MLR Headlines Coffee Break segment. <laughs> Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle, New York City. The world's best rugby pub. And... Lean and limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in a frigid New York City. I hope this finds you warm and toasty. We have a heartwarming show for you this week and an excellent one at that. We have none other than American success story, Mr. Cam Davidowitz of the New England Free Jacks. We have Brian Ray of America's Rugby News with his sensational preview of what's ahead. We have a rapid, rousing recap of what you saw. And first, we have our recurring segment, Rugby Morning's Coffee Break with John Fitzpatrick and MLR Headlines. John, great to see you. What do you got? Hey, Matt, Hugh Hefner called. He wants his jacket back. <laughs> what, this whole thing? I just, you know, come on. This is professional. We're being professionals. Next! Hey, how about record-setting performances? In a game that you called, Toronto Arrows fly half. Sam Malcolm scored all 27 points for the Arrows. He became just the fourth player in MLR history to score all the team's points in a win. And he tallied the second highest points total in a single game by one player. I wish I had him in the fantasy Rutgers competition. He also won the Oscar for best supporting fly half in a reality live program. Next! Hey, how about player milestones? Two more players have joined the 50 MLR Appearances Club. Nola Goldhooker Pat O'Toole became the 32nd player. New England Free Jacks lock Josh Larson became the 33rd player. Unfortunately for Josh, he did leave early in the first half with an apparent shoulder injury. One of the nicest guys uh, in MLR. But Matt, I got to ask you, who do you think the 34th player in MLR is going to be to hit 50 appearances? Well, I know it ain't going to be Matt F. and Trueville. Uh, number one. Number two, uh, Pat O'Toole, hats off to him. He is the great nephew of Peter O'Toole, the great actor, and it's fitting that it happened just before St. Patrick's Day. And Josh Larson, we wish you a speedy recovery. Your team fell apart against Old Glory when you were out, so hoping you get back soon. Next! Hey, speaking of the New England Free Jacks and their home opener against Old Glory DC, they set a new home attendance record, 3,353 fans the cold weather, the high winds, the snow, and the rain. Essentially typical New England weather from here until about two weeks in July. There you got your hearty New England fans. They're wicked smart. They're wicked dedicated. That's a great result. Ask not what your Free Jacks can do for you. Ask instead what you can do for your Free Jacks. Next! We went from uh, Mayor Quimby of the Simpsons to, to John F. Kennedy, which I thought was pretty good. But uh, speaking of those sweet baritones and that great-looking jacket, where can we hear your voice this weekend on television? Well, thank you for that compliment. I'll be doing the uh, New York versus Free Jacks game out of Mount Vernon. Next! Man, that's all I got. I'm excited for MLR Round 5. Don't you say that's all, because that was excellent. That was a lot. That was great. Thank you, Mr. John Fitzpatrick. 
of Rugby Morning and this coffee break. We'll be back right after this. Selling or trading in your vehicle? She makes it easy. With Easy Trade, start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. And we are back. And before we go ahead, let's look back at what we saw last week, beginning with a battle between original six NHL cities, Toronto and Chicago. The weather was more suited for hockey than it was for rugby. But don't tell that to Kiwi Sam Malcolm, who embraced the swirling sideways blowing wintry mix of a Chicago winter and simply sizzled from all over the pitch as he scored his team's points, all of them in dramatic fashion and got his arrows on target with their first win of the year. The hometown hounds were no doubt frustrated, coming up just a point shy, but better days are ahead for this team and its hardy, smart fans. Sam Malcolm, 27, Chicago 26, and a freezing cold country to the north is warm and fuzzy again in their respective igloos. In New England, the We Are Irish for the Week Free Jacks hosted Old Glory DC in an epic battle between Eastern Conference foes. The home team saluted their Irish scrum half John Poland by wearing those green kits, but they were seeing red as the visitors took the lead and looked to be in control. But then the team from the nation's capital forgot to tackle again, allowing the Tea Partiers turn a 10-5 deficit into a 24-10 lead. But this isn't your daddy's DC team, and they came back to tie it up. That's when Cam Davidowitz, who's on today's show, got his hands dirty like any good farmer would and planted one in the try zone. That gave the New Englanders the lead, but those pesky OGs came back yet again behind Chicken Debulis. That's how you say it, folks, before they inexplicably kicked the final possession away. And with it, a potential victory on the game's last play. Fortunately for the visitors, they did collect two bonus points in the loss. In the heat and humidity of New Orleans, NOLA and New York were scoreless after 28 minutes. But that's when the home team caught the visitors sleepy, capitalizing on some porous defense and New York's hazy attention span to sprint to a 28-0 lead. A big win at the gold mine for NOLA, who can even their record at 2-2 two two versus Utah this weekend. GM Ryan Fitzgerald and a jam of fans were seen jumping in jambalaya on the bayou. New Orleans 31, New York 5. In Ron Burgundy's favorite city, San Diego hosted desperate Dallas. But in a snap at the Dragon, Ben the Giraffe Grant exploded into the open field, nibbled some leaves, and deftly passed it off to a rampaging rhinoceros for the try. After putting some more points on the board, they drew one up in the schoolyard, did the Legion, and cruised to a 22-0 victory against the now 0-20 all-time Dallas Jackals. Yikes. 
The Pacific Northwest is known for Pearl Jam, Coffee, Seals, and Sean Kemp's Kids. It's also known for a rugby team with a perfect record. Problem is, they had to face another team with a perfect record, this one from Houston. And it was the visitors that scored first and nearly breached that sensational seawall defense with a highlight reel effort by Instagram dating phenom Labuscogni. But the try was deemed a no-go. And on this night at a stellar starfire, Rocky the Seawolf channeled his inner Rocky and helped his team outslug the solid Sabercats. All three judges scored it 24-12 in favor of the Seattle Seawolves. That was tough on me. It had to be worse on you. Apologies. Let's take a quick break, regroup, and come back with an American success story. Mr. Cam Davidowitz, the farmer from New England after this. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. And we are back. That's right, we're back in New England on the road again, courtesy of Shee Auto Stores, and we're with American success story, Cam Davidowitz, a farmer turned rugby star. So let's go to that interview. You're arguably my favorite story in <laughs> all of rugby because you, sir, are the epitome of the developmental player in the United States living the dream. Living the dream, that's right. Appreciate it. I mean, nothing better. Playing professional rugby in your hometown. You, I really you, can't think of it better. You grew up, what, 30 miles north of here? Uh, I'd say a little less, almost 25. Wow. Right on New Hampshire, uh, right on the border of New Hampshire. It's pretty good. And it's even it's even better than growing up. Foxborough is how far from Boston? Ooh, what's that? Forty-five minutes. So an hour? you're closer oh, to I'm the closer. professional team than a yeah. than a than a Patriot is to Boston. Boston, yeah, that's true. Come I on, <laughs> come on. Where's the movie? How Where can are you the get details? Better than that? All right. So for the folks at home, Cam. Yeah. You started playing in high school. What was the name of the high school? What are your tech? And what are your original technical school? Yeah, I did. Uh, Machine tech, so I worked a lot with metal, uh, metal fab, that type of stuff. I think we got to go back then to the prequel of the story is that you are a generational farmer. Yeah, fourth right? generation. Fourth generation, and you said they came over from Poland? From Poland, that's right. Give me some Polish. <laughs> you got no Polish. Jaksimash, mam kata, dobrze. I I wish I did. Pivo. I did. Polski pivo. <laughs> Polish beer. Come on. Polish nothing. beer? No, yeah. I got nothing. You're a generational farmer, fourth generation, living in your hometown, now living the dream, playing professional rugby, and constantly getting confused with Kyle Sakara. <laughs> yeah, it seems to happen a lot. Uh, looking back at film from our sessions, uh, hair kind of just looks the same running, running through the field, up in the air and stuff like that. He's got, the, so. he's got longer facial hair, He has right? longer facial hair, yeah. And, I got the curls, too, in my mullet, but you can't really see that in the film. Yeah, so from the press box, you guys can look similar, but you're can. totally different. Yeah, He's front different. row, you're back row. I'm back row. I'm you know, taller. He's a little shorter than yeah. me, a little I mean, bigger. He looks proppy. Yeah, you he looks proppy. Look proppy. I was like, <laughs> well, when I saw you walk into this facility earlier this morning, I'm like, wow, you are now a professional athlete. Yeah. You look and carry yourself. How cool is that? Oh, it's awesome. Appreciate it. No, it's awesome. Can't beat it. So, but you're also you're you're a legend of the high school, but you're also Plymouth Plymouth State. Mm-hmm. Right? Plymouth State Norseman. You, you and your brother got to play together for two yep. years. Two years there. It was awesome. Great and, school up in New Hampshire. 
Love it. And then Mystic? Mystic River, that's where I'm at now, too, in the offseason. Uh, really good club. I'd say one of the best in the Northeast, if not the best, but uh, good club. All right, and you also – your folks are, are the stuff of legend, too, because during your college games, your father had a bus. You put together a bus of, so, of sorts. Yeah, right? during our college days – um. He actually bought, it was a, used to be a dog grooming bus. So on the side had all these dogs, and we used to call it the puppy bus. But inside, it was actually just carry all the rugby fans to all the games. It was that awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. This is, this is the, again, this is a movie, folks. We're going uh, we're gonna, to we're gonna get this going. Um, it's in the works. So now the, there's a different bus that comes to the Free Jacks games. Yeah, we had a, uh, it was getting a little out of date, and we had to upgrade to a little bigger bus. So he went with a 31-passenger bus now that he carries. I mean, it's full. Every game he goes to, they fill it up. <laughs> I saw that thing. No in, empty seats. In the parking lot across the street from the stadium, which is yeah. a great stadium. And I was so jealous that it was after the game that I came up to it and saw the whole thing because I got yeah. – to the you, stadium just before kickoff. Yeah, you missed so the tailgate. Yeah, the you tailgate. missed the tailgate because they're there before every game. Well, oh. now you know for next year. What's the coolest thing for you being part of this Free Jacks thing? Because there's no way that you could have anticipated any of this happening because there wasn't a professional league. No. No, and when I started playing high school, no, there was no professional league, so you didn't know where it was going to take you. I mean, I knew I was going to play in college, but... The coolest thing is just being from Massachusetts, being able to play in front of your, like, my friends, my family that come to every game, all the home fans, how much it means to them. Like, the sports culture in Boston, everyone knows how big it is. So that's huge. And another thing I love is just meeting everyone from all different countries, getting everyone together inside Massachusetts, and me being here, getting them to show them around, getting them to show them the Boston experience. It's awesome. Even when you were in high school, and probably, well, maybe when you were in college, there wasn't the MLR. Did no. you have any exposure to professional rugby globally or anything like that there was did you know anything about rugby beyond no the college stuff and no the high i mean stuff? i knew it the international rugby we would all watch it together and stuff like that but i never really thought of it and i never uh yeah there wasn't much to it back then amazing right <laughs> yeah it really was. so did you, i mean you're so new it, it, it's so new for you in a sense that do you even have a favorite professional player overseas no i wouldn't say i did i don't couldn't name too many of them back then so no i don't really have a favorite player overseas how has it been the experience of playing with such a high level caliber teammate from with all these different guys different walks of life different accents how has that impacted you on and off the pitch i mean just getting to learn from these guys there's a lot of good players especially in our back row position we have a lot of good players like vion coming over playing for the national team in uh nibia so just getting to learn from these guys is unreal. Getting all the experience they have, getting to see how they play maybe back home compared to here in the States. It just really helped me grow in the past two years on the field and off the field. What do you say to those people that argue that there are too many foreign players on these teams when you are learning from these guys? Well, I think it's good right now for rugby to bring in these foreign guys, especially the higher quality players just makes everyone better around them, especially when you have guys training with you in the clubs. They're just here to train. I mean, they come here to practice. They're going to get better day in and day out. So it definitely helps having all these foreign guys here, I would say. There you have I it. I think so. There you have it. He just heard it from the <laughs> horse's mouth. There's nobody here that, is, that has benefited more yeah. from rugby in the United States and a development of his career at, from this professional yeah. franchise than this guy. But Yeah, maybe yeah. Eagle too. But uh, yeah, you just couldn't really get it in the States if you didn't bring over these foreigners. You'd peak out at that point. All right, I got a, I got a question for you. 
Who do you hate losing more to? Oh, New York it. or Toronto? It's an easy one, New York. Really? You kidding me? I'm from Boston. But we're all Americans. Yeah, but so. Like, I never had a real rivalry. Like, you look at them, hockey, they can't win a uh, playoff game in hockey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Did we really just go Yeah, there? we went there. Oh, yeah. I'm man. a big uh, Bruins in my favorite uh, sport. Uh, favorite team. Fan here, pal. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Especially all the right. season we're having now. But, no, New York. With everything we have, with the Giants and all that, just goes back forever. Love that guy. How can you not like Cam Davidowitz? Anyway, let's take a quick break before we come back with our previews with Brian Ray from America's Rugby News after this. This is the Rugby Odd where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? back and we're back with mr brian ray of america's rugby news for his excellent previews of what's ahead brian you look very happy proud to be wearing that toronto arrows hat and even prouder perhaps to be sitting in front of mr ryan fitzgerald the general manager of the victorious nola gold what a great weekend for both teams finally getting one in the win column well it was uh it was it was great to see i'm very pleased you are indeed correct to be wearing this hat and being at this terrific venue beside this terrific champion. All right, Brian, first up in a very interesting weekend of rugby, the NOLA Gold, now on a one-game win streak, host the Utah Warriors, who have played well on the road so far. Yeah, Utah have played well. They had a, you know, a pretty decent game against Chicago. It's not like they were, you know, running in, raining in tries or anything. That was a tight game. Uh, and, I mean, you have to like what you saw from New Orleans finally delivering, uh, you know, what we thought we might see from them. And, you know, a little bit on the other side is New York just didn't seem to be dealing well with those conditions. But you have to give credit to Nola. They played for 80 minutes. They got the job done. Uh, they've definitely got some confidence now, a little bit of swagger. But that win is only, you know, worth something if they can back that up. So uh, I think this week I'm going to go with the gold to deliver again at home against Utah. Will be a good game, though. I'm definitely not expecting the same scoreline that we saw against New York. But uh, I'm going to take a, a newly, possibly informed Nola gold at home. Wow. Wow, a different what a difference a win makes. Next up, Rugby ATL. This is a very interesting game. They host the San Diego Legion. This is the 6 p.m. game on Saturday. Yeah, this is a long trip for San Diego. I mean, you know, they, they looked, uh, you know, pretty good against Dallas. But you have to say, you know, Dallas gave them a bit of a fight, but a shutout there. They really weren't ever putting massive pressure on them. I mean, the whole first half was in, played in Dallas's and San Diego in complete control on that one. So this is obviously going to be a lot tougher match. This is one of those banana peel matches, you could almost call it. Um, you know, I, I don't really put ATL at the very top of the, the Eastern Conference, but they're certainly in that middle mix, you know, pushing. So how's it a banana peel game? Playoff stuff. You got two I, of I just see that I I just don't see ATL at the same level as San Diego. I think San Diego are clearly a better team uh, this season from top to bottom. I don't see ATL as having the same amount of depth 
uh, as San Diego does. I don't think we've seen the best of ATL this year. Maybe we'll see it after they had a week off and to work on everything. But San Diego is, is just a very good team right now. But on the road, you know, it's a long trip for them to go coast to coast. This is a tough one. I'm going to go San Diego on the road. Uh, I think it is going to be a tricky, though. It is going to be a, a pretty tough con. I expect it to be pretty close right until the very end. Maybe one late try uh, pulls away from San Diego. But I'm going to take uh, the Legion on the road. All right. So you've got that 3 p.m. Saturday game. You have the 6 p.m. game that we just talked about. Then we have two 7 p.m. games on Saturday. Same time scheduling again, a little questionable. Chicago Hounds, 0-3, hosting the 0-4 Dallas Jackals. Oof. Yeah, but I think if you look at the kind of the losses that Chicago have had versus the losses that Dallas had, I mean, Chicago losing by one point to the Sam Malcolm last week and, uh, you know, before that, the close one against Utah as well. Uh, oh, did Chicago's Malcolm play? To, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was the only guy out there. Um, yeah, uh, so uh, Chicago's been real close. I mean, they've lost the Dominguez, they've lost Roche, but they got Billy Meeks in, and he's obviously helped. That, that back line is so uh, stellar. And, you know, we, Martin Elias, uh, he, he's suspended now. That's a, a blow for, for Dallas, even though they had Carlson moving up into 10, and they've got, you know, Torres. Uh, you know, they had four forwards uh, on the bench against San Diego, and then Jalen Tatum was concussed, so he's not playing in this game. I don't even know what forwards they're going to show up with for this match. I, I just don't see how you can pick uh, Dallas until they really show us a, you know, a complete lineup. And it, it, they are a better team than last year, but I just don't think they're enough right now. Uh, you know, I'm sure they're targeting this game, but I got to go with Chicago to get their first win as a franchise uh, coming up uh, this weekend. So right now, going back to last year, the Jackals are 0 and 20. Correct. So they could be 0 and 21. Which would be a new uh, record in Major League Rugby for most consecutive losses. So there's that. I think history is going to be made. So we get the, well, we got a record, which is nice. I got yeah. that going for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Old Glory, 7 p.m. as well, Eastern time, hosting your arrows. Let me guess. <laughs> this is a tough one. Uh, it is you a gotta, tough one. You got to give some respect to, to Old Glory. I mean, they did not look good, uh, you know, against New York at all. But, uh, you know, they certainly gave New England a, a, a serious scare. Oh, back that, that up. They looked good against New York for a half. I, I, I'm not sure I'd agree with that. <laughs> I don't think they look in good at all. Way. Frankly, I, I don't think they look good for about 10, 15 minutes against New York. But they, they certainly were in the mix against New England. I, I have to say, though, you know, New England really shot themselves in the foot with the number of penalties that they were taking in that game. So I think New England was a little bit, uh, you know, they weren't. They were always the better side. I'm going to put it that way in that in that game. But it was, was, that, was the, like was they that were, Parada that kept going. What was Jesse Peretti? Five penalties. Two yellow cards. I mean, I just I don't know what he was thinking. He just, so that translates to a red. Yes, he got Does a that red. Mean he's automatically out against New York. Uh, that's a good question. I think probably gets a one game, but I don't know the answer to that because it was two yellows and not a you know foul play. Then, then maybe not. I don't know. I haven't seen mitigating circumstances so. as per the to right. the uh, the MLR hierarchy mm. court. Mitigating circumstances. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, getting back to this, Old Glory is going to be tough at home. They're obviously going to be disappointed. You know, they had a couple calls go against him in that game against New England, and one, you'd have to say, was pretty pivotal. But you kicked the ball away at the end. Yeah, and that was a mistake, definitely, and I'm sure that the person who did that will be not, uh, you know, possession, too happy about that Possession, 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 babe. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, Toronto, they won on the road. They, they got a win. Sammy Malcolm's been, you know, came back, and boy, was he good. He was, I thought no. He Reed, missed like he missed a couple of kicks, a couple did. of conversions that were like, what? He like, was Whoa. shaky. The first yeah. 10, 15 minutes, well, he was like, oh, no, this is going to be the weather was the, the weather was comical. Yeah. And there was that wind going down in that one corner that you couldn't really tell. But down on the pitch, it was. And th- there were reasons that he missed a couple of those kicks that were easy for him. And, you know, I, I talked about ATL still working in combination. I don't think uh, Toronto's figured out their best lineup yet either. But they do have Noel Reed back in, who looked uh, like a very uh, nice combination with Tautala Tassi Tassi in the midfield. I think they look nice, really balanced. So Tautala uh, Tassi Tassi. There you go. <laughs> and uh, Ramon Ayarza has been kind of a surprise package at Hooker. He's been terrific. So, uh, you know what? I like the arrows in this one on the road. It's going to be tough. Uh, no you know, bones about that. This is going to be a fired up DC side. It's going to be close. So this is this could go either way, but I'm going to pick the arrows this time. And I'll I tell you what, I'm looking at the front rows because I love, I watched Foliva and Herrera. Oh. And those are two big <laughs> units on that front in the front row. The biggest guys in the league. Yeah. So that's, that should be actually something to watch in that match. I mean, that's worthwhile. All right. Then we've got the next day. We've got New York hosting New England in a big match. New York coming off, getting their tails handed to them. Yeah. Did they ever? And you know that they're not going to be happy about that. <laughs> Dylan Fawcett will be just raging at practice this week. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And, and New England's got a bit of an issue. They've lost Josh Larson, their captain, who is an absolutely crucial player for them. He'll be out, I don't know how long, with that dislocated shoulder. That's terrible news for them. Uh, you know, uh, Regan O'Gorman's already injured. He's out with a knee injury, so he can't come in at lock. And Jesse he had Peretti, just come back from injury, too, which is yeah. a bummer. And he played well in that preseason game before he got hurt. So really disappointing for him. But uh, so he's out until, you know, midseason. He's not going to be around for this one. Peretti, is he going to be suspended or not? I mean, they could be down to two locks heading into this one. Could be just, you know, Connor Keyes, who gave away a silly yellow card in that game as well. And Samisi Paella. So they're in a pretty rough Maybe they could borrow a lock from, from New York. It's a tough ask, I think, for New England. coming. I mean, they've got to sort of with the discipline which was just absolutely terrible against old glory to have any shot at this even though new york's discipline also was pretty shabby against dc so this might be a case of whoever gives up the least amount of penalties in this game against them but i'm going to pick new york at home i think they're going to be whoa uh, whoa really fired up against this side so even though new new england's had their number playing it you're an adopted son of the free jacks (laughs) i know you are a disgrace you're worse than layfield on the rugby odds Are you kidding? Just trying to be unpredictable this season. Tom Kindly, the general manager of the New England Free Jacks, has got to be shaking his head right now in utter disbelief. <laughs> Who are you? I, I'm, I'm disappointed with me. New England. I'm disappointed. Even though they won, that was just not a good enough performance for, right, for they me. They fell apart discipline-wise and, and almost blew it, but they'll fix that. Oh, I, I, This one is going to be... This is going to be a physical, physical match and depends on who's healthy from each team. I, you know, I, I got to be honest, too. Now that you mentioned that, I mean, New York took quite a beating. Is Kara Pryor, uh, he took a shoulder hurt, uh, a shoulder knock in that game. Nick Mayhew came out early. You know, they, they 
certainly didn't come out of that one unscathed. So no, I, I don't know what to, what to do about this you know, game. You know, and and uh, you know, some of these players are you know they're banged up, and you know, you know, you, then you have to weigh. Okay, is this more important than maybe a couple of games down the road? And and New York email blast said the arguably the most important game of the season. So. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Brian Ray. Thank you, Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Mornings Coffee Break. And thanks to Mr. Cam Davidowitz of those New England Free Jacks, formerly the team that Brian Ray rooted for. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the Rugby Odds, the College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. And please join our American Red Cross Blood Donor team.